Karen's Request, My Memories of Boarding School. On September 1946, our stepmother B sent my sister Becky and me to Notre Dame Academy in Ontario, Canada. I was 11 years old and in seventh grade. During the previous school year in a two-room country school, I combined fifth and sixth grades. That was when we lived on the farm. So Notre Dame Academy was a Catholic boarding school and a novitiate run by the Sisters of Notre Dame. Some of the French-Canadian girls, not much older than, than me, were sent by their parents to become nuns. Notre Dame Academy also provided school for local day students arriving by bus five days a week. The nuns were kind, but very strict. The nuns who were, <coughs> who were our teachers and dormitory caregivers wore long flowing black habits. The nuns who worked on their farm in barns and in fields wore all white habits. I saw only two men, the priest and the man who ran Notre Dame's self-sufficient farm. Our dormitory had single beds side by side separated by individual nightstands. Each night, uh, uh, each nightstand had our own wash basins and pictures for water and face cloth and towel. At bedtime, we took our pitcher down the hall to fill with water. And in the morning, we used that water to fill the wash basin to bathe in cold water. And in the morning, we made our beds, and the nuns taught us how to tightly roll our pillow into the pillowcase. And over the years, I have taught my children and grandchildren how to do the same. We wore navy blue pleated uniforms over white long-sleeved blouses. A fresh uniform was saved for Sundays. Shoes were black English walking tie shoes. And since Becky and I were not Catholic, along with perhaps a dozen Protestants, we were not required to attend morning prayers or evening vespers. We had study hall instead. On Sundays, however, we were required to attend Mass. The priest said that no matter what denomination, we needed to attend church on Sundays. I learned all the prayers and some Latin. Our meals were good, all farm-grown or raised. We sat at assigned places at tables in a large dining hall, and each place setting was what looked like a finger bowl, but it was for us to wash our own knives, forks, and spoons, and then wrap them in a linen napkin. <laughs>
my seventh grade classes were extensive. According to my report card, there were 15 separate grades every month um, for subjects other than religion. They included usual academic categories in addition to mental arithmetic, art, music, homework, and conduct, conduct and so forth. One morning during our study hall for non-Catholics, a nun dressed in her white habit came running into the room yelling, Has any, any of you lived on a farm? We need help. Please come with me. Becky and I jumped up along with a few other girls, not knowing what we were needed for. Uh, we had to catch large geese that had escaped from their enclosure. Having never picked up a goose, it was terrifying for each goose to swivel its neck around and hiss in my face. That was something I did not like to do. On Saturdays, those of us who were boarders spent the day visiting and getting to know each other. Many were in high school, and one of my new friends and I roller skated around the large property, along small walkways and down a steep hill, and we accidentally skated into a private cemetery. Thank goodness no one was, no one saw us. I spent many hours on beautiful fall Saturdays sitting outside with a high school girl from South America. Her family sent her to Notre Dame Academy in Ontario, Canada to learn English. And one of the nuns asked me to help even though I did not speak Spanish. I enjoyed helping her and I learned different ways to communicate. Perhaps this experience prepared me to be an AFS foreign exchange host parent to a high school girl from Chile. She lived with our family for one whole school year and spoke English fluently when she returned home. I have wonderful memories of Notre Dame Academy although my sister and I didn't go there for very long. Um, after Notre Dame Academy, um, we moved to the United States um, where we remained then for the, rest of, for the rest of our time. This is Gretchen's request. Don's words of endearment for Mary. 61 years, 1953 to 2014. Don was 19, age to 80. Don died December 19th, 2014. Several weeks later, alone in the house and in the middle of the night, I lay in bed listening to water running in the bathroom. I realized that it was up to me 
to fix it. I took the tank cover off and fiddled with the float, wishing that Don was here. Feeling sorry for myself was not helping. So I started listing in my head all the words of endearment that Don used for me in his letters and in person. When we met, he called me Mary, of course. But the first letter that Don sent to me from Korea began with, Darling. How many 19-year-old young men write that today? He wrote letters, and, and of course I answered, until our marriage in June 1956. As the years passed, and as circumstances changed, Don would call me sweetheart or hun. Night nurse was original. MMM, short for Mary Margaret, was common. As we both reached our 40s, he would call out, Hey, Mayor, or greet me with, Hi, sexy. When our first grandchild was born, Don and I became Oma and Opa. So, it was no surprise when Don would call me Oma also. Don was a real romantic, so when he called me Old Broad, it was his sense of humor showing through. After one of our grandsons, while in high school, came to Lake Wildwood for a visit, he went back home and called his mother Old Broad. He was in real trouble. But Mom, he said, that's what Opa calls Oma. Our grandson did not know that those were words of endearment for me. Everyone knew that Opa had a great sense of humor. His favorite expression was, I would rather laugh than cry because I don't want to get my shirt wet. At Laura's request is my memorable experience as a young girl of seeing the King and Queen of England in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. When I was about eight years old, we lived in a suburb of Toronto, Ontario. My father took my sister Becky and me to his office in Toronto. The building was alongside of a main street and his office windows opened wide so that we could hang out the windows and look down. I was so excited. The King and Queen of England rode by in an open horse-drawn carriage directly under our windows. It was a royal procession with horses and royal guardsmen. The carriage was all gold, and of course, King George and the Queen wore royal garb. I did not see Princess Elizabeth or Princess Margaret Rose, 
but Becky and I had paper cutout dolls of both princesses. Seeing King George was special because he was my king. Canada in those days was part of the British Empire. We pledged allegiance to Great Britain and the flag and sang God Save the King. Princess Elizabeth became queen of England after her father. And now, in 2018, she remains so. My memories of seeing the king and queen are about 75 years ago. And now Queen Elizabeth is quite elderly today. My memorable experience was special because we did not go to the theater. And of course, <coughs> there was no TV. Since my mother was ill, we could not continue with piano lessons or have friends over to play in the house. In good weather, we played, out, played outside. Hopscotch and double dutch jump rope, plus hide and seek with the neighborhood friends. Catching fireflies in a bottle was fun. One time, I tried catching a lot in a large bottle so that I could use firefly light to read a book under the covers at night. It did not work. I like to read. Several years later, when we moved to the farm, there were no other children to play with. My father built a special reading nook for me in the barn. It was my own space in the hayloft with a ladder, a small chair, and a table. And that was the beginning of my love of poetry. My American aunt sent me my favorite book, 200 Best Poems for Boys and Girls, copyright 1938. I replaced the cover years ago and continue to read it to this day. Much as I love my poetry book, my favorite memory is of seeing the King and Queen of England when I was a young girl.